You're about to listen to the words and teachings of Pastor Shola Oshimakide of the household of David. Be blessed. Thank you, Jesus. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, open our eyes yet again tonight. Speak to everyone. Blessed be your name, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. What a wonderful evening. (laughs) Is somebody very happy to be in church tonight? Hallelujah. Glory to God. How many people had a wonderful time on Sunday? You were blessed on Sunday. Hallelujah. You know, we'll be fasting and praying, and it's important to understand prayer. Amen. Amen. Prayer is beyond making a request unto God. It's just an aspect of prayer. It's broader than that. So when people pray for three, four, five hours, God is not there that you have to talk to about the same thing for four, five hours. There has to be something more that you are telling the Lord. Now, we, we, I want to take something from what we shared on Sunday and then look at it from other places in the Bible. And this will also enable us to know the things that are truly important to us. So we said in Luke chapter 22, I think we read verse 31, when Jesus said to Simon, said, Simon, Simon, Satan had desired to have you to seem to like with, but I have prayed for you that your faith will not fail. So there is a prayer that enables a man's faith not to fail. Somehow there is a connection between prayer and faith. Faith comes by the word of God, but that revelation is produced in the place of prayer. Hallelujah. So Jesus said, you, you, you can't truly walk by faith if you are not a man of prayer. It's true. The revelation that it takes to walk by, by faith, to see, no wonder Elisha, as soon as Gehazi did not see what Elisha saw, or his servant then, he said, oh, my master, we are surrounded. And he said that they that be with us are more than they that are with them. Second Corinthians chapter 6. And the servant couldn't see. So the Bible says, Elisha prayed. He said, oh God, open his eyes. That means the key to God opening your eyes is you praying. That is how to see the invisible. You have to be a man of prayer. So we can't really tell people about faith without first of all teaching them how to pray accurately. Praise the Lord. So in this case, it was Elisha that prayed for the guy. But the result, his eyes were opened. But in some other cases, so in the case that we read also, it was Jesus that prayed for Judas, uh, for Simon. He said, Simon, Simon, there is a storm coming. It's supposed to shake you away. But I have prayed for you. I did not pray that the storm should not come, but I have prayed that your faith will not fail. Praise the Lord. Now you remember very well. This will let us understand why certain people don't seem to get the things of the Spirit. And we are going to check in a while why it's important to be an intercessor and pray for other saints. But apart from somebody praying for you, most importantly, pray for yourself. Hallelujah. And spend time praying in tongues. It's important. Spend time praying in tongues. So something, you know, Judas and 
uh, Simon, that's Peter. Uh, Judas sold him. Simon betrayed him. When the servant girl came to Peter and he said, you are one of the disciples. Peter said, me? I don't have anything to do with that. Me, I don't even know the guy. I have never seen him before. And the girl let it go. Because the, the, the answer was so convincing. Then after a while, another girl, as she said, that was bringing them one after the other. I said, this man, I'll see you with that Jesus of Nazareth. And Peter said, me? See me, see trouble. Me? I don't know the guy. I have been followed that man. Follow him, me. I know. And now I'll let it go. Then the third girl came. He said, you are a Galilean and your speech is betraying you. You are with that man. And Peter started swearing. One light a lie. <laughs> that me, me, with that guy, I swear on my mother's. <laughs> and the sign and brother Cook answered. That was the sign that Jesus gave. He said, you would have denied me three times. But Peter was restored. Jesus prayed for Peter, but nobody prayed for Judas. I believe Judas saw Jesus expecting. Judas, I believe, just wanted to make money, fast money. He thought that something would happen, that Jesus wasn't going to be arrested. So when they went to present the idea, and they came to arrest and even kissed him, that this is the guy, and when he saw that he slapped, people started hitting him. And he did not disappear. Remember before then, they had tried to kill him and he escaped through their midst. Two times. When he said to them, Abraham rejoiced to see my day. Your father, Abraham. He didn't say our father. He said your father. Meaning that I created Abraham. I can't call him my father. I said your father, Abraham. And they were like, you are not even up to 50 years and you already saw Abraham. What he told them next, that he said Abraham saw him was, uh, was, was waiting enough for him to be stoned. But what he said afterward was more serious. Then he made matters worse. He said, before Abraham was, he did not say I was. He said exactly what God said to Moses in the burning bush. God called himself, I am that I am. Jesus said, before Abraham was, I am that I am. Eye, asha, eye. Ah! The Jews were like, they do it. <laughs> and stones started flying. The master just walked and then he escaped. That was like they wanted to throw him off the cliff and he escaped again. So Judas must have thought that something like that would happen and he would make money. When you make people to arrest a man that cannot be arrested, then you keep making money. But then Jesus was arrested. And Jesus said, let it be. Uh-uh. And they took him like a criminal. Not to, so he went back to return the money. He repented. And the Pharisees were like, well, we, we, we've arrested him. Whatever you do with money is your business. And Judas went to hang himself. He did it around the cliff of a mountain. And he fell down. His bowel came out. The difference, Jesus prayed for Peter. At times, we expect certain behaviors from Christians. They will not until somebody prays for them or they pray by themselves. It takes an amount of prayer. 
to walk away from the dirty things of this world. It is not by strength. To walk this journey, you need the support of prayer. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The strength to say no at times to temptation is supplied from the place of prayer. This is why spiritual things don't mean anything to some people. Their eyes of understanding, they are yet to be opened so they cannot see. This is why you are Christians who take decisions like a non-believer when it's time to marry, when it's time to relocate, when it's time to get a job. God is shut out. And when you are trying to explain to them, you sound different because something is yet to happen to them even though they are born again. I want to show you something about Paul's pattern of prayer tonight. Where he led us today about Ephesians 3, if we start from verse 18, it's very important, very powerful. Paul said, I pray that you'll be rooted and grounded in love, that Christ be established, be established your heart by faith, and you be rooted. Now, these were believers, but Paul still had to pray those prayers for them. Because if you are not rooted and grounded in love, things will move you. He said, then you'll be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the length, the breadth, the width, and the height, and to know the Lord God that surpasses knowledge. To be able to comprehend with all the saints. Comprehend with all the saints. That means you can actually reason like saints who are all the names you hear about. You can reason. You can think like them. You can know what they know. Your depth in God can be like theirs if your love, if you are rooted and grounded in love. And Paul said for that to happen, you have to pray. So he had to pray for them to be rooted and grounded. He was rooted and grounded in love. He needed them to walk the same realm, so he prayed for them. To be rooted and grounded in love. Look at Philippians 1.9. I want to read something from there. See, the prayers of Paul, they are very important. Once a person gets born again, you need to begin to pray this prayer for yourself or somebody prays it for you. Paul started praying. He said, this I pray. This is the beginning of the, uh, his letter to the Philippians. He said, I pray that your love may abound. Something about love. Be rooted and grounded in love. Now he said that your love may abound more and more. In knowledge and in what? Shout that word together. Say judgment. The way you conclude on matters. Perspectives. Perspectives. I have discovered that there is a way praying Christians think that shallow Christians don't think that way. On Facebook, we can know people's spiritual depths by the way they talk. The things of the world are what, those are the things that are important to some people. Hallelujah. Paul talked about George, but he said, I pray that your love be abound more. Next verse, verse 10. That you may approve things that are excellent. Not from man's perspective. When you are in that realm, you will always approve things that are excellent. Hallelujah. The next one is very important. That you may be sincere without offense till the day of Christ. Oh, oh Lord. There are many things, even in the house of God, that can offend you. Paul said that, I pray that you'll be sincere without offense. So I have discovered that it takes an amount of prayer around the person for the person not to become offended. 
there's no unit to join in a church that cannot create offense. People get offended in families, with their brothers, with their siblings, with their wives. But there is a way. So Paul prayed that they be sincere without offense. And it has many ramifications. From misunderstanding things, offense means offense, but offense is broad. He said to be sincere. So it is possible to be sincere without offense. He said till the day of Christ. To be sincere. Many people have been warned to Christ and they got offended. The Bible says that because iniquity will abound, the love of many will cold, and many shall be offended and betray one another. I would hear the statement like, even unbelievers are better than Christians. A silly statement. Very silly. A non-believer might behave better, but it's not better. A man whose life has been paid for by Jesus Christ is the best man on earth. Even in his worst behavior, it is not right to behave in a terrible way. But to say that an unbeliever is better is a mistake. That is not Bible language. That is mortal men's language. What I've just said now is non-spiritual Christian, we have a problem with it. I know people that are better than Christians. No, 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 no. Okay. <laughs> Hallelujah. In the sight of men, it might be true, but not in the sight of God. Not somebody that the blood speaks for. Oh, glory to God. So the day of Christ, next verse. Verse 11. Being filled with the fruit of righteousness. Say amen. amen. So, there are fruits. <laughs> Hallelujah. So this is why um, mm, every Christian has been made righteous. How many of you are righteous here? <laughs> there are some people that are wondering. <laughs> I did not see how many people are doing right things. You have been made, if you are a believer, although righteousness is deeper than that. Uh, because, well, I don't want to go into ball. Every Christian has been given the gift of righteousness. Romans 5, 17, the gift of righteousness. So Abraham believed God and it was counted as righteousness. So you have the gift of righteousness. But there's what is called the fruit of righteousness. And this is why theologians who develop overnight on Facebook and start talking. They can say, I can do anything. No, there is the fruit of righteousness. When that gift is imparted to a man, it produces a fruit or some fruits. That means righteousness is not right living. But the fruit of righteousness includes right living. Did you get that? So Paul is saying, he prayed for them. Because when a person is made righteous and the fruits, remember, fruits are seen. They must be seen. And people partake of fruits. So Paul is saying that when a person is born again and righteousness is inside, he bears fruit outside for men to see. So we should even suspect a believer that there's no fruit of righteousness. That means it's not growing. He has been redeemed, but he is not growing. And that is not pleasing unto God. Fruit of righteousness. Part of the fruit is honesty, integrity. They are fruits of righteousness. You stop gossiping. You walk in love. The fruits of the Spirit are also part of the fruit of righteousness. Love, joy, peace, patience, self-control. Never say, ah, me, I'm never patient. Too. I don't have that. No, you are patient because you are born again. 
ah, when I get angry like this. No, that was old you. You don't have that capacity anymore. Because if any man be in Christ, it's a new creation. So the fruits are showing. This is what we use to win the world around us. When they look at your fruit, 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 fruit. They cannot see your spirit man, but they can see the fruit of that spirit man. Hallelujah. And interestingly, Jesus did not say that by their spirit man you shall know them. By their fruits. So fruits are very important. By their fruits, you shall know them. Anyway, amen. Hallelujah. Verse 12. To the praise of God. But I want to, verse 12. Thank you, Jesus. Is somebody getting this? See, this looks like Bible study tonight, and it's important. Verse 12, please. Verse 12, verse 12. Yeah. Okay. Let's go to, this is uh, uh, Philippians 1.9. I want to read Colossians 1.9. The same thing. There is a, and every Christian must be acquainted with this kind of prayer. So this is different from what we pray all over Nigeria. Anyone who prays this, you will not need to say anybody should fall down and die. Anybody who prays this, you will not be enemy conscious. Are you following me? Anyone who prays this, you will not be spirit conscious. All those who are against my family. You will not, you are migrating away to something higher and deeper. For this cause, we also, since the day we heard it, when, as soon as he heard that they were born again, he said, we do not cease to pray for you and desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. There is a knowledge of his will. Number one, there is God's will for every Christian. Then there, there is God's will for individuals. And that is deeper. Some things are not wrong, but they are wrong for you. The Spirit of God does not have a problem with others. It's a personal rule. You know, the, the, the story that can teach us that, God said to it was lot that God said to that, don't look back. Where are your family? She looked back and she became a pillar of salt. But see, the following morning, Abraham stood on the mountain and he was looking at Sodom and Gomorrah like this. And he did not become a pillar of salt. Because God did not tell Abraham that. And the reason is, Lord chose Sodom by himself. Worldliness. He stood with his uncle like this and the uncle said, choose anywhere. And he said, ah, I want this. So, Sodom was taken away from it. It was helping the spirits. May the Lord help you to reject things that he wants you to reject. Amen. Are you with me? That's why Hebrews talk about let us lay aside every weight and sin. Every sin and weight. So there are sins and there are weights. Some things are not sin, but there are weights. The Lord can tell somebody that you watch TV too much, stop it. And you don't make a doctrine out of it. It's a personal rule. There are some women. And you would have noticed. I, I shared this with them on the island yesterday. Honestly, if you are very observant, you will know. As you, that's what the Bible talks about. Watch and pray. Pray means pray. Watch means that observe. Keep your eyes open. Watch. Sometimes, if you are very observant, you will discover that you, after doing certain things, it just doesn't fit into your configuration. You should have noticed. 
God might not want to be able to participate in discussion, talking, whereas it might not be wrong for someone else. He might say to some people that you, for you, anytime you apply so much makeup, you just don't feel right inside. And it's not, you don't, you don't impose it on someone else. It's just by your training. It does not want to attach to some of the popular, some of the, some of these things. The dealings of the Spirit of God in your life might always be that be careful of fashion. Somehow you don't feel comfortable wearing trendy stuff. I say, what is true? What is popular? Once you go and buy something new that everybody's talking about, somehow you don't feel right about it. It might be God's plan. I am not saying this. I'm saying it might be. Are you hearing me? Praise the Lord. Amen. And at times, it's important that you don't neglect God's personal dealings. Because even though we are all God's children, you are different from someone else. You never can tell what the Spirit of God wants to make out of your life. Why your own training? So when Jesus resurrected, disciples were following him. And Peter asked Jesus, I think he asked about John. Watchman wrote a book on that. What shall this man do? He looked at the other disciple and he said, what shall this man do? And Jesus said, in other words, that's none of your business. He said, if it is my will that this guy remains till I come, second God, people have made a speculation out of that, that Apostle John is still alive on one mountain somewhere. Somebody said he saw him recently. I don't know. No, 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 it might be true. It might be just that there is no justification. That's none of our business. If you saw Apostle John by revelation and he went to a mountain and he saw him, um, yeah. This uh, pastor that wears a white garment that preaches on uh, one, I think it's an Indian man, he said he saw John recently. I don't know. I don't know. Really, I, what I don't, I, I, I don't act the way some pastors act. That whatever does not fit into their theology, they ridicule it, laugh it out and say, but what, I, what you should do is, if you know that that doesn't fit into what you have read in the word and what you believe, just move on and leave it alone. But you don't stand there and start ridiculing like people like to do. So the same way, at times people have to see when we get to heaven, you are going to answer for someone else. When you spend all your time analyzing another church and talking about, when we get to heaven, is it, are you going to answer for them? Bible says we shall all stand before the judgment seat of Christ. He will not ask me questions about any other church. But he will ask me what I teach you. So to spend my energy talking about other people, day and night, Hallelujah. So the disciples said, <laughs> what shall this man do? And Jesus said that if it is my plan that this man remains till I come back, what is that to you? I have said to you, follow me. In other words, I said you should follow me. You are asking me about someone else. Whatever is between me and that someone else is none of your business. What I said is you follow me. Just do what I said. Hallelujah. Are you, are you with me? So, this is very... He started praying to be filled with the knowledge of his will. That means there is a revelation of God's will in general for all of his people and then specifically his will for you. Paul said, when I noticed you guys are born again, he said, I started praying that prayer for you. I want you to be filled with the knowledge of his will. I want you to stand up from your bed and you know God's will for your life. You are not following the trend. You are not going to Canada because everybody's going to Canada. 
The Bible says, understand the will of God. And it has ramifications also. You know his will as a Christian, as per the, li- the lifestyle of a Christian. The, walking, the, the walk of a Christian with the Father. Then about things to do and things not to do. He said, I pray. In all wisdom and spiritual understanding, verse 10. Verse 10 is very deep. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. Look at that word again. Be fruitful in every good work. These things are connected to prayer. People are fruitful because they pray or someone is praying for them. Are you hearing me? And they live. They walk worthy of the Lord. What I've just shared with you tonight explains why there are many Christians. Because the church, we don't pray this prayer. Most churches all over the world. So people are born again, but they are still so carnal. They are not pleasing him. He is pleased with them through the blood of Jesus. But they are, what they do is not pleasing unto him. So you are Christians who collect bribe. After the benediction on Sunday. That's the reason why you read of believers who even steal offering. <laughs> Sometimes phones disappear. Of course, certain people come to church to come and steal. They are not born. They just come to come and steal. That's why in church also, watch and pray is very important. And we caught one or two people. Certain people just walk in, but we don't make a sin out of it. So people walk in to come and steal. They believe that church people are very honest and sincere. When they are worshiping God, they are lost in the spirit. So something also must get lost in your bag. <laughs> so, so you do watch and pray. Hallelujah. Are you with me? But then we have so many. People form a committee in the church and they begin to fight. On opinions. Opinions. Somebody said that this project <laughs> is, this is how we are, is, we are going to have uh, seven doors on the, on the everybody say no, no, three doors are okay and they begin to fight. A child wants to do end of the year party, pull 13 women in charge of food, 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 oh, food. Oh. And everybody say man shall not live by bread, no. even food. It's rice we are cooking. No, it's not rice, it's porridge. And while we start. And somebody says, she is proud. Believe us. Have you heard that this from many Christians? I, me, I do have friends. I do have friends. How come you do have friends? You are brethren in the house of God and you still don't have friends. It's amazing. But you have not started looking in what you are putting the blame on other people. Those who are my friends here, yeah, like Captain D, like Pastor Ibe, like DJ Clem, like Brother like Damala, I trust them absolutely. It's true. So how can you say you do have a friend? There's nothing I cannot tell Pastor Shade. So how can you say you do have a friend? And the way we operate, nobody hides anything. If I ever need anything, it's too easy to tell these people. So when you say you do have friends, because you have not read Proverbs, he that must have friends must show himself friendly. So it begins with you. Are you following me? But I'm saying tonight that I'm trying to let you see the importance of prayer. And that it's beyond saying, Lord, give me 10,000. Lord, house rents. Those are the mundane parts of prayer. They are the elementary parts. Prayer is deeper than that. I'm saying that we walk this journey as people of prayer. Yes. The energy to say no to temptation. 
is supplied as we pray. It is very easy to yield to the current wind around, except to pray. Discouragement can set in. Oh, David said, which Psalm is Psalm 33 or 71? He said, My feet almost, when I consider the prosperity of the wicked, he said they were never sick, they were never broke. He said there seemed to be no death on their parts. Their energy was intact. He said, I almost said to myself, I have worshipped God in vain. When I preached that message in David Court, he went around the pastoral radio station in Abelta, and people were calling me that, man, you touch. So I said, so that means a lot of Christians are at that point. House rent is staring you at the face. Guys are doing it and they are getting away with it. They still, they do things. Oh, I will never forget. 2005, when I was there, Pastor Bimbo, in Abelkuta, I was going to serve then. And when it ended, this lady walked up to me. And she just said, ah, just said, can I see you? You know, we're just, we just left university. I was going to serve in September. We had a program around July. And all the people that were with me were about the same, all about the same, uh, young people. So when the meeting ended, we're throwing water, eating, just having, I, I love enjoying my Christianity. I don't like Christianity that's like this. You know, <laughs> live right for God and be proud of him. Our fellowship in school were like that. We used to walk each other. We used to be happy. And we're not sleeping together. It's just so sweet to be free. I said after exam, we'll be in someone's room. We'll argue the Bible. Look at points. And all of us, at times we leave fellowship, 10 guys will be going to their own step back. And only one of us will have money, but all of us will eat. How many of you experienced that? It was so sweet. See, you I folks are talking. I don't know the school you went to. <laughs> Amen. Wonderful. VHL guys then in those days. Fellowship went now. We were escort our sisters. Then we'll come back and start talking. Just pick a topic. After exam till one. And everybody will be like, oh, let's go and sleep. And then everybody will go and pray in tongues for one hour. Then come and sleep. What a life. Are you with me? So this lady, so we're in our shade. I mean, enjoying ourselves that day after the meeting had ended and she just came with waters, water over, over all of her eyes and she said, if you guys had this program four weeks ago, I would still be a virgin. So I got interested. I said, what happened? She said, I'm in HND2, Mapoli. We had the program in Abelkuta. He said from OND1 till HND2 for five years. My friend couldn't get me to sleep with any man. He said, I just knew I shouldn't do it. It's all of them were doing it. I was tempted. He said, about three boyfriends were introduced to me. I turned all of them down. He said, but just about three weeks ago, I just submitted my project. And I considered I was living in school. I was living school. And they were telling you, I'm living as a virgin. And they were saying things. Came in five years ago as a virgin. Now you are living. And they were saying, he said, the thing got to me. And I felt like, let me just try out what they are talking about. He said, if I saw friends like you, guys wearing jeans like you, wearing pev, looking handsome, yet serving God, I would have joined this group and I would have torn my heart up. He said, my friend, he said, all of us will go to church again. He said, but I seem to be the only one different. So God, because we come from church on Sunday afternoon, everybody goes there. And he said, I, he said, shortly after I went to see the guy and we had it, I started seeing the flyer of your program. He said, from the first, the program I said to me, he said, from the first day I came in, I began to cry. That these are the people I want to be. I said, see these young guys on stage playing instruments, jumping up and down. Yeah, they love God. They love God. Oh, if somebody prayed for that girl a little more, or if she prayed, she would have received energy to say no. 
Some temptations are deep. It takes a strong spiritual energy to say no. And you can only be tempted with what you love. If you don't love it, it's not temptation. It is easy to say no to a girl that is not your type. Everyone has a type. When you meet your type, ah, hallelujah. No matter how beautiful some ladies are, if she's not the type that submits herself, it doesn't move some men. Some men want women that submit to them. Some want a person that is very sophisticated intellectually. Once they meet the person, they turn their world around. And when you want to call something temptation, it fits your DNA. It is custom, <laughs> custom made. So it is not ready made. It's Taylor. <laughs> I heard Bragbilis message some years ago about Mary. Taylor made or ready made? <laughs> the powerful sermon. <laughs> the wife from God is Taylor made, not ready made. Now that means a Taylor because ready made. They will just say size fifty six. All men of six feet don't have the same physique. Somebody can be six feet and very thin. Somebody can be six feet and be. Somebody can be broad shoulder. Somebody can be broad stomach. <laughs> so they don't have. Somebody can be six feet and have six pack and have, and have six pack. Somebody can be six feet and there's no pack at all. <laughs> stomach pack. So you have different people. <laughs> so when they make, a, a, if it's a tailor made. They just use somebody. They use, they use all those guys, uh, skinny guys, broad shoulder, as mode. I see all of us look like them. And for women also, they make a clothes for her. And then they use ladies with long neck. I don't know, usually, I don't know, maybe I'm wrong. All those people that they call Miss Ward, Miss This One, honestly, they don't always look beautiful to me. I always say to myself, I have met finer girls than this. One day, they, one person, when I was here, they put one on that Miss Nigeria. I said, come to you. I will show you 100 ladies that are finer than this one. But beauty lies in it. Because what we are doing now, we are following some people's definition. So some several judges will sit down and they want to tell the whole world that this is the finest. That is by your standard. You are just seven. We have over two billion men. Shut up. But for competition's sake, at least somebody has to be the judge. <laughs> so, you understand? And that is what some girls are trying to be like. So you are starving yourself. Because somebody they told you, seven people told you she's the finest. You are not listening to your dad. Listening to your boyfriend. Listening to believers around tell you that you are the finest. But you are now starving yourself. To be like somebody. <laughs> so they make general clothes. But if it is Taylor, may you go to Taylor. He's dealing with Mr. Deshino now. So he knows your shoulder is different than that of Brago. Okay, so he measures. I'm sure you understand what I'm saying. Then he measures your wrists. And he measures every part. So he makes a clothes for you. When God wants to give you a wife, he measures you. He measures your past. Yes, your family. Hallelujah. Your tastes. Hallelujah. Your fear. Hallelujah. Your concern. Your insecurity and your security. He measures everything. Then he measures your future. Ah! Then he gives you a woman. No ready-made can be like that. So let God tell make a wife 
for you. And let God tailor make a husband for you. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. Some of you ladies say you'll be so great that only a particular type of man can marry you. The one that can stomach your success. Enter my list of person blessing. I wish you can. I see that. We don't even know our husband. And the man is never threatened. She says it's a newspaper every now and then. And my husband is still the head of the family. Even in their church in Fountain, she says, Pastor, the husband is not a pastor. What a man. Some men can't take that. Passing by told me when she was alive, they'll be coming from the airport. People didn't know about time with them. Even me, Passing we knew first. And they will get to the airport. And people will say, Passing Bo, oh, how are you? I'm listening to your message. And they will say, Excuse me, please greet my husband. Uh, good afternoon, sir. Hey, hey, as I was saying. She said that she will be the one that will get angry. Sorry, you are rude. You know, some people do have manners, actually. A man and his wife, and you are downloading the story of Elijah. I say, hey, want to invite you. And then she told her, please, greet my husband. And I'm like, ah, good afternoon. Say, my Throw some men. That is the end of her ministry. On their way home, the man will just hear the voice of God. That she's not doing singles and married again. But she said the husband, the husband never felt threatened once. They went to UI and we got to the church and we saw thousands. We saw that the husband was passing. He shocked her because she was the one we knew. But the man never, never. If you know inside you that you are going to be a big woman, a great woman, be carefully select. Let God lead you to who to marry. Don't let a man sit on you and begin to make issues and scenarios and be complaining and reporting you. But the underlying factor is that you are more successful. Some women are destined to be richer than the husband. People like us, we are so secure. I wish my wife would be a billionaire. <laughs> I have my target. Once I meet my target, I don't care about your target. If I want to have so 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 amount, and God has designed that you should have more than that. All I need is to have mine. I will celebrate you. It's very simple. But you know, some men want to control their wife. I don't want to control anybody. That's why I made up my wife got my I was going to marry somebody that would need control. <laughs> because I don't know how to control anybody. So where are you coming from? Where are you coming from? This is 705. And you start. Some men they check their wife's phones. I can understand a woman checking a man's phone. What I do understand. Some man to sneak, tiptoe in the middle of the night, pick the wife's phone. Bros, why you now won't kill yourself? Now, it's as bad as it is. I can understand. The one I don't understand at all is you are dating somebody. She comes to see you and you are using Sty to check her phone. What is wrong with you? Why don't you date someone you trust? You see her talking to somebody, your blood pressure is rising up. After service, it was after two minutes after service, you were standing at that door there, talking to that guy. Who is that guy? And if you're a woman, you're in that situation, and you still go to the altar to marry that man, honestly speaking, I mean no insult, you are a fool. Someone is policing you to that extent, and you waited for six months, you waited to print out IV and you walk up to the altar to be joined to that man. You see, what you enter prison with your own leg. The judge said, discharge and acquitted. You said, no, sir. 
by yourself. The demon will just follow you. Ah, we couldn't even get out of the prison. She's going by herself. Oh, glory to God. Don't, don't do that. Relationship is enough to learn the lessons of life. If you see what you don't like, move. Because they usually say the first time you are a victim. The second time you are a volunteer. You volunteer yourself. Is that okay? Somebody told me of a guy. The lady, the mother took on the, as they were planning for their wedding, the mother took the wedding ivy and threw it at the guy. That what nonsense. Whose daughter, what, what nonsense is this? Even I'll give to my friend and went on and on and insulted the guy about the money, the all the rent. And I was, I said, when it ended, the guy said later one day, was just saying that I wish I'd changed my mind that time. It should have. Some of us will just greet mommy very well. That's the end. Because at the end of the day, it was the mother that wrecked that marriage. It's a sign. But I've also found out it takes a man of prayer to observe some signs. If you are not praying, the signs will happen. Like the Bible says, who is as blind as my servants? Seeing many things and perceiving them not. They will happen, but you are not seeing them. But when you pray, every sign will matter to you. Not that you are suspecting. It's a spirit man, your spirit man, that will receive the alert. That look at this sign, it means something. Glory to God. Is someone blessed tonight? Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior, and from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late, you are born again, you are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.